Today we talk with famous New York City photographer Jeremy Cohen, my good old buddy, good old pal. You probably know him as uh, the quarantine cutie dude who had that viral series just a few weeks ago where he flew a drone with his phone number taped on it to a cutie just a few rooftops away in Brooklyn. And we discuss what it's like to be documenting the current state of the world right now. History in the making, man. Welcome to That's Really Cool, Man. Oh, no. You're special. So you're, you're literally in the thick of it. You're, you know, not only are you a New York City photographer, but you, you know, you're a New York City photographer in the midst of history in the making, you know, so... Here we are, um, we're recording this June 1st, 2020, and uh, riots happening, you know, protests, riots happening, separated separated uh, labels, by the way, happening countrywide. You know, the rest of the world is looking at America right now like shit's crazy. And you're, uh, not only do you document day to day as you normally do, but you're documenting this right now. Um, you know, I wanted to uh, talk to you, especially during these times, because you're hearing the stories directly. Um, what are you hearing? What are you seeing going on? Um, I assume most of this is happening in Manhattan, right? As opposed to uh, Brooklyn, at least the ones you're you're participating in and seeing. It's actually in all boroughs. There's a, I found this page today that's like, because so many people have been asking me, because I haven't even really known when, where, or when the protests are happening. You kind of just, it's kind of just word of mouth because I think people don't want the cops to know. So it's very word of mouth. Uh, but now there's like kind of an organized page on Instagram where for like each borough, it organizes it each day because there's protests happening every day now, peaceful protests. Right. Um, and yeah, so I think I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try to go every day this week and support. Do you think it's going to be going on every day? Like literally every, is it a day or a night thing at this point? It is a day thing. It starts in the day. I think there's like a bunch of different time slots and different protests that you can go to. Right. Um, and then, yeah, so the the night recently is when it starts to get more dangerous. Right. Um, right. I haven't, from what I've heard and seen, I haven't seen first person. I just, I haven't been out at night. Uh, but yeah, obviously the looting and rioting has happened. Um, at night, um, and more arrests are happening at night. So, and what are the uh, you know what's 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 the story that you're hearing most? I know you you posted something today. It was talking directly to the people, you know, which I feel like I was just recording before um, before we we hopped on Zoom here. But um, I feel like a lot of the what the mainstream media at least is pushing isn't that. It's not talking directly to the people. It's pushing some really nasty narratives, and you're you're a part of the um, you know creators, those independent type of creators that are able to go right up to the people and speak with them directly, which is much more powerful. You know what what are you hearing exactly? Yeah, so yeah, it's a it's a crazy time. So the so the the main me- mainstream media they're pretty much promoting. I find just you know, the 1% of the bad stuff that's happening. Like, obviously, there's always going to be a couple bad eggs or, or situation caught here or there. You know, everyone's really angry and their tensions are high. Right. And and whether it's with the – yeah, it's just what you see on the news, it's all, like, the worst of the worst. And it sucks because there's also – there's so much good happening in these protests and peacefulness and just uh, everything else happening, and none of that's getting shown, so – 
Yeah, and I, I wanted getting to show some, and also like I'm seeing a lot of stuff on TikTok, particularly TikTok has been my for you page is insane right now. It's like a history textbook right now. Usually it's just dancing videos and like weird sand being squished, but um it's uh you're seeing a lot of people not only you know, there's the peaceful protests of people doing the right thing, but then there's also the peaceful majority of people in the protests that are stopping the bad thing. Like you said, the 1% from doing the bad stuff. There's one going around on TikTok right now of a bunch of uh, people stopping, standing in front of a Target in Brooklyn. Um, our mutual friend Danny Kabuni was there um, and he uh, was, you know, uh, filming everybody just saying like, stop don't loot like people were ready with their spray cans dude they were ready to crash you know the glass and everything and everybody just stood in front of the the target and and prevented that from happening yeah that, i saw that video i didn't know danny took that actually but yeah it's a it's a powerful video it's insane man yeah stuff like that needs to get shown more but yeah 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 and what if what were you hearing talking directly to people um was it union square or was it washington square park yeah, so my idea with that video, I was thinking for a couple of days because, uh, you know, it's it's kind of it's it's confusing because as you and me both as white artists that want to be allies and help promote, you know, help promote equality and Black Lives Matter, but also we want to you know be careful about what we're saying because we don't want to. Cult, be like culture vulturing or like taking advantage of we whatever. We want to make sure we say yeah, it we, the right I, way. So I wanted to, but I also didn't want to just like post the same screen. I mean, it's definitely helpful when people are posting these screenshots that are giving information and stuff. Right. Um, but I think what's even more helpful is taking action and just right. like doing something. And like, I wanted to do something, but also I wanted to use my platform for that. So I, I found the happy medium and. My idea was to, you know, amplify other, you know, marginalized voices, black voices with that video. And not usually I have like a voiceover and I'm talking over my videos, but yeah. I didn't want to talk at all. I wanted to specifically listen for this. And right. that's that, that was my aim with this video. And also for, you know, all the people that didn't go protesting, whether they weren't interested and didn't want to or whether they wanted to but didn't feel safe because of social distancing, which is totally acceptable, or whether they're just like, don't live in a city where these protests are happening. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, I decided ultimately to, to put that, make that video, and put it out there. Yeah, and for everybody listening right now, I actually have no idea if the sirens are coming from me, my end, or, or Jeremy's end. And I think it's fair to say that it's probably both our ends right now. But um, you know, it's it, it's great that you're able to actually get these live. Um, conversations on your platform man because exactly like what you said th there's there is a lot of um reposting going around which is fine um but i have been seeing um uh what's a little more uh effective is the original message coming directly from the creator not to say if you're retweeting on twitter um and if, if you're screenshotting or reposting on instagram it's still raising awareness it's still good um but I was holding off on that for a few reasons, at least the first day or two, because um, A, I was still processing. Honestly, I was I was very much in shock and I did want to make sure that I, I, I use my platform to say the right thing, not only the right thing, but say the right thing the right way, 
which I felt would be me using my time and energy and platform to make an original video. And I did. Um, I felt like I needed to, and I felt like that would be the, the best way for me to do that. Um, but in the day or so that I wasn't posting anything, uh, I was getting DMs from, uh, uh, I was getting a few DMs saying, uh, you know, why are you choosing to be silent? And it was, it was wild. Cause I'm like, this is the first time where, um, you know, people are shaming celebrities for being quiet. And then they're also shaming celebrities for saying something, but not saying it the right way. I'm not calling myself a celebrity. Like I'm talking about like the Kendall Jenners and Kylie Jenners of the, of the world. But, um, it, uh, it was, uh, it was wild to see that's that type of energy being pushed on the internet. And I feel like there is no right way for people to be using their platforms as long as they are raising awareness to some extent and doing the right thing by donating. Um, but in your opinion, what is the, what is the, what is the best thing for people to do? I, I know there's a ton of people that are voicing their opinion and saying, I am doing something I donated. I just didn't feel, you know, like I needed to post about it, which that is also totally okay. But in, in your opinion, based on what you're seeing in on the East coast, um, what do you think is, is the best way to go about doing things right now? Yeah. So ultimately, you know, no one is obligated. No, every, everyone has a platform, some obviously with bigger platforms than others. And no one is obligated to share this stuff or like, you know, it's, it's, it's but the thing is, it's like, the more I think about it, it's not really political. It's it's a human rights issue. It's like it shouldn't even be con it shouldn't even be controversial. Um, so I think on this subject specifically, uh, I think it's like anyone who's like messaging you that or I've got messages about that. It's like I think they're being a good friend. You know, I'm I'm glad they're checking me and letting me know uh, or at least making me think about it because uh, I think it's important if we can use our platforms to save lives. This is literally this could literally save lives. Um, totally. By by us spreading it, um, spreading spreading the message. So I, that makes me feel good, and it, it 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 makes the world just a little bit of a better place. Any single person who decides to share uh, publicly. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And how are you doing personally? You know, living in New York. Um, yeah, I chose a wild year, man, to to leave y'all over there. But um, how are you feeling? You know, it's been, you know, between coronavirus, which seems like forever ago already, and now um, uh, protests, how, like, what's going going through your head? Yeah, it's crazy that we're not in, in New York right now. I feel like a lot of people just forgot about coronavirus for a little bit because of this other virus that's happening, sy systemic racism. So Greater issue, <laughs> we got yeah. two major viruses happening, and we're trying to deal with them both right now. And it's almost in a way it's canceling it out. Now that I think of it, it's almost like it's canceling it out because uh, it's life is, yeah, I don't know. It's, well, it's, intense, I, yeah, right no, I know it's, it's intense right now in New York. It's like, it's like before it was very slow and quiet and dreary. And now it's like kind of the opposite in a way. We're all back outside do, doing things, but the things we're doing is like, we're, we're angry, we're upset, we're protesting. Yeah, I don't know when the last time in history was there was two intense issues, like two of the most intense issues maybe of the decade happening at the same time. And it's like you have to choose which one you want to fight. And I and people are trying to do both the right way, but um, I see everyone's wearing masks. But um, 
but uh it's it's scary it's scary yeah yeah the, the way i thought about it because at first i didn't want to go to the protest i kind of wanted to just support from afar which is a valid thing to do i think but ultimately i decided to go because yeah like i think black people are risking their lives every single day straight right. up so right. what why can't i risk my life i mean you know coat smaller it's, it's it's not as big of a risk but like just going and supporting in person at the protests i think was something i needed to do definitely man and i think you 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 chose the right way to go about it you know you you are using not only your platform but your talent to do the right thing and to um tell the right stories and um it, yeah that's not, why that's why we're friends I, I i appreciate that you like took the time and made you, you know made something with your style into a piece that can help spread awareness about the black lives matter movement as as yeah. as did i and we're both we're artists working in different mediums so it's cool to see we're like telling the same story in two different ways Dude, uh, and I, I, I really, this is, it sounds cliche, but I felt like I really needed to, like, I felt like I couldn't rest until I put something out there to, um, you know, address the issue um, in my style because the night before, man, it was the worst night's sleep I've ever had. And I woke up, I've never had like a, I rarely have a nervous breakdown, panic attacks, whatever you want to call it. But I, uh, when I do, they're usually like in the evening. I don't know why. They're definitely not in the morning. I had one as soon as I woke up, bro. And it was, like, scary and, like, the rest of the day was all fucked up because of that. So I knew I had I had to. I was helping my, my girlfriend move um, this past weekend. So it was, like, me watching the, the news while away from my desk, which was a really bad feeling because the desk is your tools to, like, help humanity. And uh, I knew I had to get home as soon as possible. And as soon as I did... I just, you know, went pigeonhole focus and, and pumped out that video and posted it the same day. But um, was it was it therapeutic for you to get it out there to make that and get it out there? I felt I felt a lot better, man. And, and it's not about me, obviously, um, but I, I knew I wanted to do something and I, I wasn't I wasn't positive on how to do it. Um, so the morning of after, you know, my panic attack, I, I was on the phone with my mom and uh, she actually helped me talk through the right message. I like passed uh, the the blue dude script by her, and I passed it by my buddy Andrew as well, who was just at a protest here in LA today. And I just want to make sure I was touching upon the right points and saying it the right way. Um, and uh, you know, I posted it, and there's dude, everyone. The timeline, there's no avoiding it. The, the timeline is flooded with. Um, you know, messaging, very similar messaging, very, you know, some of them are just like we were talking about duplicate screenshots, which is fine. But there's, I, I struggle to think, man, of like the last time, um, and there might not have been a last time since we've been alive, but the last time literally every timeline on every platform has been about one issue. Um, I, I, I honestly don't know. It's It's to the point where if someone's coronavirus that's the only thing other thing i could think of i feel like even with that though it was less it was a lot but it was less like i you know it's it's like if you posted like if you re like retweeted a picture of like a pie that was looking extra tasty during coronavirus everybody would be like yeah you know what that pie is looking pretty tasty actually but if you were to retweet a, a delicious looking pie today 
it's not happening. It's it just can't happen. Um, so you know <laughs> the pie analogy, but um, and, and for you, man, I mean, you're out here um, with a whole new batch of audience, a whole new batch of followers from your recent viral uh, stint, the, the quarantine cutie uh, uh, series. Which is that on hold right now? I have to. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> yeah. With every with everything going on, it's like yeah, it's. It has. I was to gonna. Be. I was gonna post. We we shot a uh, a new part for it mm-hmm. that we both. Uh, yeah, it's 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 very different from our last videos because uh, it wasn't a surprise. We surprised. Yeah, we we worked on it together this wow. last video, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I, I mean, we made it. I don't know if I'm going to post it at all or ever, but you know, it just doesn't feel right to post anything not related to this subject right now. Definitely right now. Yeah, it's not the move. Even like, I don't know if you've seen, but I've, I've been, one of my other projects I've been doing is uh, since I've been home every single day, I go to my roof. My roof has this, you know, a NYC skyline view. So I've been going to my roof and taking videos of the sunset every single day that there's a sunset. That's awesome. And I, I used to just like, put whatever song over the video like just and it would be like repeat songs sometimes of these artists these songs that everyone knows and i was like you know what like i i think i have a lot of like up-and-coming musicians uh following me why can't i just like you know now that i have more of a following why why can't i just shout them out and just play like some find some new music there's so many talented musicians out there and it's been a hit so like i you know, so far, I think I did like 25 sunset playlist songs. So, so what I do is I do a raffle, and then for, I I, I ask two different times for anyone to DM me with their uh, Spotify links, and then I put them all in a list, and then I do a raffle every day that I do the sunset, and then it just chooses an artist, and then I use that artist's song to this like sunset video of New York, and then I, I love and it. then I put it in the sunset Spotify playlist that I made, and. It's been so much fun, but my, my point that I was getting to is I kind of, I put it on hold for a second just because it just, I, I feel like I can't post it right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think you're right on that, but that is a beautiful idea. Um, I've been watching it and it's cool because you put like, I, it, it looks like hundreds of, of artists and song names on like a randomizer website. It's like a color wheel that spins and lands on a random um, artist. Like how many did you plug in to that? I have to count, but I think I'm, I'd guess around 300 to 400. Dude, it's insane because each category is so tiny. So watching the pointer land on one is like, it feels like a Wheel of Fortune vibes big time. It's fun. I'm, I'm considering like not posting the video of it actually getting selected because I can't tell. I have to ask people if they like it or not because it's like very consistent every day. You're like, yeah, yeah, I love it. I mean, it's, it's it's exciting, man. I'm on the edge of my seat, screaming, waiting for it to land on the right. You know, love but, to hear uh, it. Yeah, dude, it's a great. You you've been chock full of uh, of amazing ideas, and uh, I think I texted you this actually, but um, it was when we were in the thick of uh, our last issue, coronavirus. Might might have been mid April, where I was like, artists do their best, wor- or a lot of artists do their best work during. Um, you know the the most troubling of times and uh not only did you come out with all these other great ideas but you know you had that viral viral hit you know and i'm sure you've 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 talked about it a million times and like i texted you before this there was it was obvious what we were going to be focusing on uh and driving the message towards 
um, for this episode, but um, I did want to officially congratulate you on all that because that was amazing. Um, you used quarantine uh, quite effectively, and uh, it, it kind of is like, and a lot of young creatives listen and watch this podcast. Um, you know, when you hear that you're going into quarantine, it's like, well, damn, I guess I'm not creating anything, or, or damn, I guess inspiration isn't going to strike for months. But with Jeremy, dude, you uh, were handed <laughs> on a silver platter the perfect opportunity to create a multi-part, you know, series that warmed the heart of the world. And I think the difference between you and other people is that you identified that opportunity as an opportunity to create and do something fucking dope and um, make people smile, which I admire. Um, So uh, maybe for the last time, you could walk me through, um, you know, how that came to be and um you know because it's it's it looks like it's been a it's it's been a fun as hell process along the way yeah it has been very wild uh so pretty much what happened is i you know the quarantine started i have a roommate but he actually went back to be with his family because it was safer there than being in new york a lot of people fled so i was in my apartment all alone and i found that i being being a being confined by the walls of my apartment actually inspired creativity, which you wouldn't think because normally I'm just like out and about all the time, like going here, going there, shooting this, shooting that, hanging right. out here. So like just being in my apartment as a photographer, like what would I shoot, you know? But then I realized right outside my window, there was this spectacle happening where people were going up to their roofs to play guitar or dance or uh, work out, yoga, weights, whatever. And then I was just looking out my window all the time. I started this photo series. I don't know if you saw that. So I started a photo series. That's my other project I'm working on. It's a roof culture during quarantine, Um, and which I'm still working on, by the way. Uh, But then I noticed right across the street, Tori. And she was like right across the street dancing. And this is like right when I got into TikTok too. So I thought... She was doing a TikTok dance because that's what it looked like. Yeah. So I thought that I, I don't know related to her a little bit there, and then um, she just kept chilling on the roof. And I was I've been quarantined alone for like probably around a week at that point. And you know I'm a social guy, so I just like create <laughs> human interaction. For and sure. so I went out I went out on my on my balcony and I kind of waved to her and she waved back and we smiled at each other. And then that's when it all started to go down. I wrote my number on a piece of paper taped it on my drone i ran up to my roof flew my drone across the street landed on her roof she got my number and texted me shortly after and then we planned our first date and you recorded the whole thing the drone footage was rolling you were from the balcony recording on your your phone you were you put a whole narrative together with your literal narration voiceover behind it yeah and um she texted you back you know and uh i got the text back dude it's rare you got the text back which it would have been hilariously heartbreaking <laughs> it would have turned into a i'm sure it would have gone viral but in a different way if if she didn't text back <laughs> you know? that would have been hilarious yeah i i mean hey if she didn't reject me i wouldn't have taken it personally but it definitely right. would i mean i'm so happy that she said yes because life would be different right now i feel like so many people at least i know for sure um you know and and my my dude friends that i talk to when you see somebody that you you find interesting or cute, you're like, 
you know, damn, like, wouldn't it be crazy if I yada, 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 yada. But rarely do you do the yada, 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 yada. You thought, hey, wouldn't it be crazy if I taped my fucking phone number on my drone and flew it over there and recorded the whole thing? And um, you actually did it. You just said, okay, and you found a pen and paper and some tape and you did it. And um, I feel like, again, that's what separates you from a lot of people in, a, in the best way possible is, you know, most people wouldn't do that. Most people don't act upon their wacky ideas when really acting upon those, like, it, it set off this whole new thing for you. How many hundreds of thousands of followers did you gain? You know, it's like, it was the right move. Most people wouldn't do that. That's including me. I, that's out of character that I did it. But hey, desperate times called for desperate measures. And I was alone and I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to send it. And right. And it worked. And also, I just got to give quick credit to one of my best friends, Sam Morrison. He actually originally pitched me this kind of idea. We were just like, talk- it was like a week or two weeks earlier. We were just like talking about things we could do during quarantine, like whether creative, like whether a TikTok or photo project. Or and one of the things he mentioned is like, oh, you should uh, you should fly your drone to someone and like connect with them. I forget if it was like you know, fly them toilet paper or something. Yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly, but anyway, we were just that talking about the that. Idea and it was, yeah, it was in the back of my mind. I actually, it was literally in the back of my mind because this whole thing happened and I flew the drone and I told him about it. And then he was like, dude, you know, I like told you that idea, right? And I was like, wait, we talked about, I guess right. we, we talked about two weeks prior. It was just like, so it was subconsciously in the back yeah, of my it head. Gets, it gets logged back there, but like still like it's, it's all up to you to actually do it. And do it the right way, and um, you know I think you found uh, you know the right the right girl to do it with because she was obviously so into it, and uh, uh, you know she uh, found the whole thing charming, yeah. and uh, you got her a Super seventy three bike, right? Yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah. about you, that. Wait, how do you how do you know that? I put I did post that in my stories one day. Did you not post it on your main timeline? So, I. I wanted to, and we still might at some point, but the whole with social distancing, I didn't think it would have been, you know, uh, okay. to, to ride. We, we could have, but we, we still haven't like hung out in person without the bubble. Dude, and, so insane. you know, we could break the rule and hang out, but for, you know, I don't, I don't want to, cause I want to practice what I preach with social distancing and everything. Yeah, man. I, I agree. I mean, again, kudos for making the move. I, I don't think I've ever been that bold with a girl. Um, I know I've uh, tried a bunch of times. I used to do this thing at like at my hometown. Uh, they would do the like the the set like the out of the truck carnival. Like the trucks would roll up and all the rides would fold out, held together with like duct tape and gum and shit. And you're like on this roller coaster, um, time of your life. But I had a little I had a little shtick for a moment here, and you'll appreciate this particularly because you. Uh, dude, the confidence that you exude inspires me. When I'm around you, you know, we're just we're at parties um, before social distancing and you know rooftop parties in Brooklyn, and you're just like, I'm gonna go dance. You just roll up alone, and you're like, I'm gonna go dance. I'm gonna go into that crowd and dance. And I'm like, dude, I, I love that. Like, I don't like. I'm still working on that for myself, but. Um, life is short. You got life is short. You got to dance it out. You got to smile more. You got to love your friends. I hear love it, your man. family. I hear it. Yeah. Well, this whole this whole year put everything into perspective. So I think everyone like me is coming out the other side with a whole new view. But 
I did have this this short little stint um, where I was very confident for a few, for the summer of 2012. Uh, for the OGs that watched this podcast, I had uh, Justin Bieber here at the time, and uh, I would I would not even win a uh, plastic necklace. I would go to the game merchants and literally say like, "Can I buy one of those necklaces?" And they would say, "Sure, it's a dollar." I would give them a dollar. I'd buy it. And if I had, if I bought three, say I was rolling in dough that week, I had three bucks and I bought three necklaces. I was like, here are three opportunities to hit on a girl. And I was ballsy, dog, because, you know, most of them were my age of 16. But I think I hit on one that had to be 35. She said, uh, well, I don't think my fiance would like me putting on this uh, this necklace right right here, but uh, would it make you look cool in front of your friends? And I said, yes, it would. And she's like, fine, I'll put it on if it makes you look cool in front of your friends. And um, oh, and your, friends, your friends couldn't hear you. This was like, you were standing here. Friends couldn't hear a damn thing. Incredible. And so I'm like looking like the man this one time, and this is a, this was a time, as much as I love my mom, where it it was a it was a reality check like don't sometimes your mom will have good girl advice other times she won't and um she was like if you really want a girl to like you um you uh (laughs) you say something to her you compliment her and then you walk away and if she follows you she's the one classic classic old school classic old school so here I am, one hot July evening in 2012. Um, I walk, I walk up very confidently to the Ferris wheel line, and I spot a cutie. Uh, a Carnival cutie was my viral series, and <laughs> and uh, I'm like, hey, I did my usual stick, and I'm like, hey, you're very pretty. I I, I have this necklace. Um, would you wear it in honor of your beauty, bro? I sh- that was the script. That was your line. Would you yes. wear it in honor of your beauty? <laughs> yes. Yes, and I was beautiful. I was cute and little, so it worked. Um, And uh, she's with her friend, and her friend's laughing, and she's like, the girl that I was talking to was like blushing, and I was feeling (laughs) like the man, and I had no end goal. But um, her friend was like, "Are you guys gonna hook up now?" And I was like, and I look at the girl that I was talking to, and the girl's like looking at me, like she's down, and I was like, I didn't. I'm thinking in my head, like, I'm panicking. Like, I didn't know this was an option. I didn't know this was a feasible outcome. So Just, pan- like, kiss right there and there. Right then and there. You didn't even know her. 100% should have. 100% could have. But didn't. I did not. I listened yeah. to my mom, and I said, dude, this is so bad. <laughs> I said, if I see you again, it's meant to be. And I walked away. Oh, no. I walked away, dude. And I never saw, I, it's like you're walking through the forest and you see a fucking leprechaun and the leprechaun's like, here, do you want to, you want this pot of gold? And you're like, no, but if I see you again, (laughs) dude, I I would, I would totally disagree with what your mom's saying. I think it's important to be very communicative about how we feel and transparent (laughs) with also leaving some mystery, but also overall, you know, if you like someone, let them know. Uh, you know, and she was so cute, man. Like she could have been the one, but um, she uh, she she got away. She got away, and I felt 
like it was one of those things where uh, although i was 16 you know when you immediately realize that you made the wrong decision like the second and there's yeah. no going back yeah that was one of those times so i, I learned my lesson i never hey quite... that, that's the most valuable thing you can get from it you learned a lesson and 100%. 100%. Boy, did I learn my lesson. <laughs> speaking speaking of that, I have a question for you. Sure. What's your what's your first kiss? What's your story of your first ever kiss? How old were you? Where did it go down? I'm guessing it was under the bleachers. Mm. Uh 12th 12th grade. No, close, close. So I did wait a while. Um I I gr- growing up, you know, growing up, you know, there's that phase where girls mature faster than boys. So there's a brief but glorious phase where, or terrifying phase, for me it was terrifying, where girls are chasing after boys, be it like sixth, seventh grade. And, um, but I wanted nothing to do with girls. I liked girls, but I didn't want to kiss them. I I definitely didn't want to do anything else with them. It was not even a remote possibility in my handbook. I just wanted to play guitar and make videos and um, so I, I had a bunch of real cuties um, hidden on Danny, but Danny never really reciprocated. And Danny could have had his first kiss really probably in sixth grade, but it didn't happen, didn't manifest itself. I always wanted to wait until I had my girlfriend, my first girlfriend. I always wanted to wait huh. for the right one. And um, the uh, the right one um, or so I thought at the time was uh, uh, ninth grade, and <laughs> un- unnamed, unnamed. And uh, <laughs> I, I, if people have been watching me since then, they know maybe who I'm talking about. But uh, she was my first girlfriend, and uh, uh, by date number three, it was quite clear that this was a thing, and I still didn't do it. We were laying in the grass and uh, didn't do it, but on the fourth date. I knew it was going to happen, and I was hyping myself up. I think I practiced on a teddy bear. I am not even joking. I, I not think surprised I at all. Smooched not a little. Surprised. Did you do that? Did you ever smooch a teddy bear? No, I'm trying to think if I ever practiced. I don't think I ever practiced kissing. I think I just like what like. Not on. I think like I just went. I think I just went for it on the first time and hoped for the best. That's kind of what I do with a lot of things. That's badass. Yeah, you know, I uh, I didn't make out with the teddy bear, but I'm like, all right, so it's just like a right. Oh, and, that's uh, easy. It's the making out was the scary part. I think making out came natural to old Danny boy. Okay. <laughs> with, was this with was this with her? This was with her. Yes. Yeah. So I I was with her for like about a year, and um, the uh the, the carnival thing actually happened once I broke up with her. So it was like a year of of you know getting all the firsts out of the way, and then summer of 2012, I blossomed into a sweet young man. And uh, tried my tried the the tricks on on other sixteen uh, year old girls and um, glorious summer. I look back on it fondly. But um, first kiss was on the fourth date, and I was fifteen. And it was after uh, I I was in the marching band on a hot May day, and uh, I was marching, and she was I think she saw me marching, playing my old saxophone. And uh, it was hot, and as soon as we got back to the school, I changed into my my striped V-neck T-shirt and my white skinny jeans. Aren't you supposed to not? Are you, aren't you supposed to? What stays in band camp? Stays in band camp or whatever? Isn't that a saying for American Pie? Uh, <laughs> I've never seen. I've never seen American Pie. Believe it okay. or not, I've never seen it. That, then spill the beans. Tell me the juice. 
Listen, man, I, I nothing happened in the classroom. But what I am saying is I dipped that classroom knowing I was about to get my first kiss. And holy shit, man, it was magical. I think I filmed it as well because I'm a creep. You have a video of your first kiss? Dude? Yeah, I have a video of a lot, dude. I have a video. Of- How? Did you like hold the selfie cam while you kissed? Did you like have a camera set up? I need selfie to know. Cam. Sel- this is selfie crazy. cam laying in the grass in uh, Long Island. And I... Uh, I either filmed the first kiss or I filmed me asking her if she would like to be my girlfriend. Either way, it's documented on a hard drive somewhere. And, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I would. I'm very curious. I would love to see that video at some point. Hey, man. If you want to make weird a, of a cute, question that is, it, it sounds like art. I, I'll. I'll gladly. I have a bunch of hard drives back back in New York. But listen, man. I'll. I'll send you that clip. But the deal is, you have to make something out of it. You know, whether it's a. Whether it's like a it shows up one second as a compilation as to like young love or if it's an entire narrative built around the clip, but that's the deal. You know, I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send it. it's it's like 740p, um, iPhone 2011 quality, um, but uh, it's it's probably cringy, man. I I was a little. <laughs> I was a little hopeless romantic. I, we I all? miss my videos. My my. I used to shoot so many old videos when i was like in middle school high school and i don't think i had any of them which is such a bummer because i used to make funny videos with my friends and stuff and yeah it's so tough like, wish wish i could find them those are little time capsules man well so when was your first kiss was it was it uh was it 12th grade like the example you threw me my first kiss so my first kiss was in sixth or seventh grade um yeah. i think it was i think it was seventh and it was it was with a girl named jamie Mm. and we i think pretty sure like we became boyfriend girlfriend i think i think so that we classified it as that and i would uh the hesitation even even though we were dating i was like scared to let my parents know i had a girlfriend so whenever i went to she lived in my like one of my best friends neighborhoods so whenever i hung out with my friends a lot of times i like used them just to like go over to jean's house like a we, g we, we would hop on our razor scooters and scoot down the street oh to get hell yeah dude and, and and she had a trampoline and so we would we would all like chill on the trampoline and like even though we were dating we didn't kiss or anything for so long and then finally one day like i go to leave her house and then right before i say bye to her in the driveway we we smooch in the driveway on like a cool summer night and i i still i still remember like it was it was it was it was a magical moment i I cherish that memory it was like i still remember like she was wearing she like had this like like smackers lip gloss on it was like this flavored lip gloss and like i don't know i just remember that that whole moment like uh I, love I remember the, the different senses, like the the smell. It was it was a yeah, it's a good memory, dude. The the magic that that one feels that a young man feels when he gets their first kiss, it's <laughs> it's you can't it's you can't compare it to anything else. It's it's probably the most magical thing that a man could ever feel. Like I, I think it's all downhill from there, man. Because like you said, like the senses are at like an all time high, and everything, all the experiences are new. Like it's like the the sight, the smell, the the touch is all new, and um, you're just like you're almost in shock. It's like you're on autopilot, and then you have like butterflies for like the next twenty four hours. 
And, yep, uh, yo, that that's the great part about you know a lot of people say they hate middle school, high school. It's like they love like moving out, going to college, or they or going into the workforce, whatever it is. But I think we take it for granted. Like those are some amazing years where we like discover ourselves and have so many new experiences. Like compared to now, I still do new things here and there, but we used to have so many new things, and life was so exciting then. Like, yeah, uh, yeah damn, like I, I I miss these times. Well, that's but why. Also, but also, you know, I'm grateful every day. Like, I think every every age is a blessing. Uh, 100%. You know, I'm really happy. I'm 20. How old am I now? I'm 28 now. It's a great year. I'm sure 29. I'm sure 30. It's still scary turning 30 in two years. But is it, though? It's just another year. Totally, man. It Every 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 year of your life has a uh, new batch of experiences that comes with it. Yeah. And um, I, I definitely look forward to it. You know, uh, I was just uh, I was I talked about it on a podcast episode a few episodes ago. But when I turned 21, it was good. But 22 was better. And then 23 was better. And then it's just building upon experiences. Um, but uh, this kind of segues perfectly into the, the final question that I want to ask you here. Um, I, I like to end the episodes here when I have a guest on and um, impart their wisdom on the listeners and viewers of this podcast, uh, what would you tell your younger self? You know, what we all went through shit growing up. We all had, uh, uh, you know, issues, trials and tribulations. I don't even know what that word means, but what would, if you could go on a, you know, a little walk with your younger self, uh, what would you tell them? Damn, that, that was a really good segue. Supernatural. Oh, I, I think I tell myself a bunch of things. Uh, the first things that come to mind is, you know, make sure you're surrounding yourself with a good friend group. Whoever whoever your friends are, make sure they're making you the best version of yourself. And if they're maybe. not, maybe, you know, whether you cut them off or distance from them a little bit, like there might be other people that you feel like around you that you feel like you could connect with, but it's just like scary to make new friends sometimes. I just think don't be afraid to like make a new friend and like reach out, especially now that we have all these tools to like easily connect with other people. So I think, you know, finding your own success, a lot of it is it's teamwork. It's like, it's building upon each other and helping each other out, especially in the art community. So also with that being said, um, you know, I have a great friend group growing up, uh, but I didn't, I didn't have like friends that were really interested in what I was interested in art. Like all my Same. friends was, were interested in sports and other yeah. stuff and which I was too, but I was also interested in art and I didn't share that with my friends. So I kind of, yeah, like I, it was kind of scary that I wanted to like to have a career in art because I had no mentor really. Well, I did have my photo teacher. Garrett King, who was, I, he was my mentor. And then, but besides that, I didn't really have any, you know, any other peers I could kind of talk to and, you know, have any sort of critique or just, yeah, just talk about art or photography in general. So I think that right. was tough. Uh, looking back at the time, it was, you know, normal. So I'd say, you know, just whatever your interests are, especially if it's like a niche activity or interest, find, find some, there's a community for it, most likely. Find a community um, and be a part of that community. Uh, which which can be a lot easier than you could expect. People can be very accepting and willing. If you're if you're interested in the same thing, yeah, it never hurts to reach out. 100%. So just uh, just be yourself. I think uh, be yourself. Don't because no one else can be you. And don't 
copying. It's so easy. I've been guilty of it. Almost everyone has. You think someone's really cool in your class growing up or you, whether, it, or maybe you think like somebody on the internet's really cool and you just want to like do what they're doing. Uh, and I think it's good to like have inspiration and like pick, but I think it's, it's uh, more effective to like have different types of inspiration, whether it's from friends, whether it's from artists, celebrities, uh, athletes, you know, you see them do all these things. Take a little, take a little piece from each one and like put it, you know, build on it. And yeah. whether you're putting that on your art or on your personality, just, yeah, just take a little bit from each one and be yourself. Yeah. I, and I, that's exactly what I talked about on this podcast, um, a little while ago was, it's totally fine and actually totally normal to get inspiration from other people, but it's a matter of taking a little bit from a bunch of different inspiration sources, putting it into a bowl, and making something your own for yourself. And uh, that's a that's a perfect way to end it, man. What are what are your socials? What where can people find you if they want to see what we're talking about if they aren't following already? Yeah, so uh, you could find if if you haven't seen the quarantine QD series, I highly recommend you check that out. It's probably oh, yeah. my uh, my best work. <laughs> I'd say I it's do. a very compelling story. That uh, yeah, so you could find that on my Instagram at Germ Cohen J E R M C O H E N, or you could find it on my TikTok at Jeremy Cohen. Amazing man. Yep, you took over TikTok by storm. Uh, I, like I said, I'm glad that you're uh, in the thick of it in New York City, documenting history in the making. You're a talented man. I wish I could hang out with you, but until until we do, I love you and I respect you, and uh, can't wait to see what you do next, man. Love you too, bro. Thanks for having me on your podcast and help sharing my story. I really appreciate it. And of course, yeah, can't wait till we connect again. And I'm sure it'll be sooner than later, dude. 100. As soon as I'm able to make it back over there. Let's do it. Oh, um, yeah. or, or maybe we could meet in the middle in Oklahoma City or something. <laughs> that would be wild, bro. That would be wild. <laughs> Bail some hay. Um, all right. Jeremy Cohen, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much, man. Thank you, dude. All right. Pretty incredible stuff from a pretty incredible guy. Thanks for coming on, Jeremy. And uh, I just wanted to end this podcast on a, on a note. If you're uh, young like me, um, we are literally building uh, for a better future. And uh, take this time to listen as well as speak up, fight for what's correct, and uh, fight for what's human, really. Um, and uh, I'll include some links on how you can help if you want to donate what you can. I highly suggest it. I did it. Um, there's a bunch of amazing charities going on that could uh, literally help save lives, like we talked about with Jeremy. So uh, with that, I leave you. Um, I'll see you guys in the next episode. And, um, you know, I, 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 uh, I, hope that, uh, I hope the world goes back to a better normal place than when we found it. Uh, that's it from me. I'll see you next week in the next episode. I forget what, I, I forget what the outro word is. Uh, peace.